Hello. Hey. Welcome back to the Crime Chronicles. I'm Savannah. I'm Delaney. <laughs> Ambulance. Noises. Ambulance. I got nervous because I wasn't sure if Savannah was about to introduce herself, which she did, so I just went, <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So yeah, we're back. We're still trying to figure out a consistent schedule to like go. Yeah. I have a couple ideas, and so... I think we're going to talk about it after we record. Yeah, because then... we're trying to figure out... I mean, originally it was Wednesdays. And then, but... And then everything got messed up, and then now we're not doing Wednesdays anymore, and we're just kind of posting whatever... We, we have time. We can, yeah. Like, today we were like, so we can't do Friday. We can't do the weekend. We couldn't do yesterday. We have to do it today. We have to record today. So, yeah. If you have any suggestions, please let us know. We'll all put a poll on this episode if you're listening on Anchor, because that's the thing you yeah. can do. Ooh, I didn't know that! <laughs> um, and then um, on Instagram is where we ask a lot of our questions and get feedback. So if you haven't go to, haven't followed us on Instagram, it's the Crime Chronicles official. Yeah. Yay. Aren't we almost at, like, like some number? Hold almost on. Almost 300, I, I think. Yeah, I was about to say it's almost 300, but I don't want to overdo Overestimate. it. Overestimate. <laughs> I don't want to... Yeah, Limit. we're at two eighty five right now. Yay! Thank you, thank you to everyone who has followed us so far and like given us feedback yes. on this and like been supportive because it's, it's been like, so like rewarding. I, I think know. it's absolutely amazing. like we were really just expecting like the only listeners to be like friends, some of our friends, like <laughs> shout out to Lena, like <laughs> they're from the start. There's some yeah, like we were really just expecting to do this for like fun like maybe one or two times and have like a couple people that we know listen to it like and we're getting the fact like, that we almost have 300 followers is crazy it's insane to me it's so yeah yeah so, so thank you to everyone who's listened or if you're just starting to listen welcome like, welcome <laughs> please stay please. <laughs> that sounded we're getting so desperate now. <laughs> please stay <laughs> listen <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway so here yeah we are. thank you eighth episode yay okay so I'm doing, this is one of my cases, I'm doing The Disappearance of Brian Schaefer. I think I've heard about this. I think I've wa- watched or heard some podcast on it. I also do believe that it's pronounced Schaefer, because his last name is spelled S-H-A-F-F-E-R. That's how I'd pronounce it. Which, like, it. not Schaefer. I mean, it could be Schaefer. It could be Schaefer, but I we, think it's Scha- Schaefer. We had a teacher at my elementary school who had Schaefer, and that's how she spelled her name, so I okay. think you're right. Yeah. So... But, I think I've heard of this. I just don't know. Like, I don't remember if I'm. it's this case or another one that I'm thinking of, so... Yeah, and it's... I'll tell you how it kind of ties in, and I can get it mixed up with other things, too, to, like, a different series of things. Okay. Um, but my mom recommended this one to me because she, so she came up to me and she was like, you know what you should do for one of your next cases? Brian Schaefer. And she explained to me why, and I feel really bad for laughing about it, but you'll laugh, why? too. Why? <laughs> okay, I'm. If you guys are like new, I'm so sorry, but we laugh in like the worst situations. No, it's really bad. Like one time when okay, I was covering this one's Natalie. kind of excusable though, because okay. it's about a name of the place he disappeared. It's not like him himself. It's okay. just a place like because he seemed like just such a, a great dude. Yeah. Oh my god, he seemed. But so just nice. as a warning, I specifically me, I tend to laugh at like the worst, <laughs> worst moments. Yeah. It's so bad. It's bad. And it's like I promise, I'm not a heartless like person. <laughs> I just like it's just awkwardness. Know, I don't know how to like deal with emotions so i just <laughs> laugh yeah it's, that's fine it's, okay okay Anyways. so yeah um so. he disappeared in 2006 so that's kind of the like oh my god that's in. the year i was born 
Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, Brian Schaefer was born on February 25th, 1978 in Pickerington, Ohio. Um, around Ohio? the time... <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I have no connections to Ohio. <laughs> was the sec- He was a second year medical school student at Ohio State University. And he was 27 at the time of his disappearance. He said his full dream was to start a band. Um, he was a huge fan of Pearl Jam and he had a very distinctive Pearl Jam tattoo on his left arm. Like oh. Upper arm. Um, so distinguishing yeah. feature. Um, him and his girlfriend, Alexis, I also don't know how to pronounce her last name, Wagoner? W-A-G-G-O-N-E-R, um, were due to embark on a trip to Miami on April 3rd of 2006, where those close to him said he planned to propose to her. So, sweet. Um, the trip was a gift from his late mother, who had just died of cancer three weeks before. She said his, she said he, like, she was his inspiration for going to medical school, and, like, that's the reason why he was doing medical school, and I was like, that's so sweet. He seems like such a genuine guy. And everyone who knew him said he was just, like, a fun, outgoing, nice guy, you know? We need more guys like that. I know. (laughs) Like, they are rare. Yeah. So he was 27 at the time of his disappearance, and... Um, so again, he was in college and, uh, his, like, finals had just ended. He's going into spring break. This is, like, the first night of spring break. Um, so March 31st, approximately, like, 9 p.m. to, like, midnight, Brian and his roommate, William Clint Florence, walked into a bar called the Ugly Tuna Saluna. Stop! (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't know entirely what I was expecting. (laughs) Wild. The Tuna Saluna. Like what? <laughs> Where was this again? Ohio. <laughs> this is in Ohio. <laughs> Ugly Tuna Saluna. It's it's, it's not even like, like Florida. A, it's not like a fishing community. <laughs> it's a landlocked state. It's, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> so my they walked God. into this bar called the Ugly Tuna Saluna, and one of the articles I read said he disappeared. <laughs> By walking to a bar, which which seems like the beginning of a bad joke, and I was like, "Stop!" Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so oh my God, the ugly tuna saluna. Okay, I'm gonna try to move past that. <laughs> I, for purposefully for the rest of my notes, I just put the bar because I don't think I can keep saying <laughs> that's it. fair. <laughs> I that's just very said, fair. The bar. The like, bar. Not like the the tuna saluna. Like that gives so much SpongeBob. The hand motions you just did. I wish. Tuna Saluna, and she wiggles her arms. Like, <laughs> it's giving SpongeBob vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, spring break had just begun. They had finished finals. They just casually went to the bar. So around 10 p.m., Brian called his girlfriend, confirming their trip and telling her that he loved her. Aww. Um, And like, after drinking for a little bit, Brian and Clint left the bar. So now we're technically in April 1st because it's been midnight. April Fools. Oh, you're right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, so imagine he, because he's this is a disappearance case, right? Yes. What if he just turns up and is like, <laughs> he's like, "LOL, y'all fell for it." April Fools. That's one of the theories, but not related to April Fools. It's just oh, that you okay. Did. Anyway, so um, about one fifteen a.m., both Brian and Clint returned with their friend Meredith Reed, who drove them back to the bar because they like saw each other, like they were like out on the street, and they're like, "Oh." Hey! And they're like, What's you want to go back there? So she was like, I'll drive you. And then, as security cameras show, all three of them rode the escalator to the bar's second story entrance and entered the bar. At about 1.55 to 2 a.m., Brian is seen on camera talking to two college-aged women at the main entrance. 
but he stepped back into the bar and is never seen again. He stepped back into the into bar. the bar. What the so they he was like talking to them at this main entrance and like he was just talking to these girls and then he just like went back inside and, and no one saw him. No leave? one saw him again. No one saw him leave, and I'll get into the security camera stuff about that because it's weird. Okay. No, because it caught me off guard. I thought I heard something wrong because I was like, no. walk out of the bar, never seen again. Like, okay, and he that's was like, no, open, he went but... like back in. So what? one of the main questions is like, how did he get out? No, because if... there were security cameras everywhere. Were there multiple entrances I'll, and exits? I'll explain that okay. in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself, I so, suppose. Yeah. Um, he, Clinton Meredith, both of his friends that he was there with, tried calling him several times and like search for him throughout the bar. But they just kind of assumed that he went home to his nearby apartment. Because, you know, he's an adult. He's allowed to leave by himself. Like, yeah. All this stuff. And so they left eventually when the bar closed without Brian. Um, April 2nd, which is, like, the day they were supposed to fly out to Miami, Brian missed his flight and his girlfriend knew something was wrong. And so they registered as him as a missing person. Well, yeah, because he seems like a fairly dependable person. Well, he even called that very same night to say, like, hey, hey I'm ready for our trip tomorrow. I love like, you. Like, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. yeah, like, he confirmed the trip. Um, so, about the security cameras. Outside the bar included a manual camera and one that panned the entire area, making anyone who was left easily seen. Other bars surrounding the area also turned in footage of that night to the police, and nothing, like, he was not wandering anywhere around that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any, like... Because, like, I'm trying to think, this is in Ohio. It's not, like, an urban area that has, like, back alleyways. I mean, like, like, they were... It wasn't, like, super... Yeah, like, it wasn't, like, a ton of people, but also wasn't, like, a little bit amount. Like, but I'll tell you something that, like... Because, right, like, in my (laughs) brain, at the moment when I was reading this, I was like, well, he easily could have just, like, put on a hat and snuck out. Yeah, that's what... Because, like... So, hold on. Um, Hmm. and so... (laughs) Hold on. I wonder if I put it in a separate section... Yes, okay, so... I do this all the time, where I'm like, I want to tell you something, but I can't until later. I'm going to say it now. Anyway, so the police, they were reviewing this footage because they were like, he has to exit the bar at some point. Yeah. And they were reviewing all this footage, and they identified every single person who walked out of that bar. So, like... none of them were Brian Schaefer. So... They, like... There's identified, so it wasn't just like, yeah, we don't think that's him. They like, no, they, they like, like knew who this it was. Is Sally Smith of this road, or like they knew who everyone was. So like, it is technically possible that like he could have like snuck out and like under like a group of people, and he was like in the middle or like ducked his head real hard or something. Like, but like that's highly just... unlikely. Well, he was also a big guy. He was like six two. Oh, he was like yeah, so one hundred sixty five like, pounds. He had the like, he had the he had the arm the tattoo. tattoo. Like, it would have been decently easy, and he was wearing a t shirt when he disappeared. Okay, um, so was this entrance and exit to the bar the only one? So, here we get into that. So, okay. there was one official exit for patrons. Like, people who came Which the is bar. the one he was standing by. Right, yeah. Okay. So, the rear exit, there was a rear exit that led to a busy and extensive construction site, which would have been really hard to navigate for someone who was intoxicated. Because Ooh. he definitely was, because both of his friends said the entire night he was drinking. Yeah. So, it's not like he went to the bar and didn't drink anything, was completely sober. Like, he was at least a little tipsy. So... 
I have a question, but I think you're probably going to cover it in, like, half a second, so I'm going to hold it. Okay. So, another possibility is that Brian jumped from the bar's balcony, which would, again, be almost impossible for an intoxicated person to do. Yeah. Like, there's, like, there's, like, nowhere he could have gone. Also, like, if he had done that, wouldn't have someone have seen that or like heard some, yeah, like, or like, found him? Like, if he would, like, jump off the thing, like, he would get hurt, too. Like, it would hurt. Yeah, like, he would turn up. Like, but... it was something, yeah. Okay. So those are, like, the main exits, and they identified every single person who came out of that bar when it closed, and he wasn't one of them. Do you think that it's possible that he could have left out the back and, like, come into something it on the construction is, site? It is possible, but, like, it would have been really hard to do. Okay. That's kind of my, like, best guess as to how he got out. Because it would have been hard, but it wasn't impossible. impossible. Yeah. But he wasn't, like, found on the construction site or anything either. No. Which... He was... He was never found. Like, no traces of him. What? Have ever been found. Oh. Like, this isn't a disappearance and death. Like, it's Like, a they don't know where he is. Still. Like, it's like Natalie Holloway, but, yeah. like... Yeah. Even more open. So... During the first few days of his disappearance, up to 50 cops at a time were searching for him. So, like, people were circulating. Like, people were trying to find him. Like, it's not like they were like, oh, let's just kind of wait, like, a couple months. And then I guess we'll maybe look for him, I guess. Sort yeah, of. so, like, it was, it was like, people right were away. searching. Um, so, also, you know how I mentioned he had the Pearl Jam tattoo and he, like, yeah. wanted to start a band? Um, like, a couple, like, a while later, at a Cincinnati concert, Eddie Vedder, the lead singer of Pearl Jam, addressed Brian's disappearance, as he was, like, a fan of Pearl Jam, and, like, oh. he talked about it, and he was involved in the investigation, and, like, you know. That's really cool. Yeah, it was nice. That's just a little random fact. Um, so, obviously, Meredith Reed and Clint Florence, who were his two friends that he was there with that night, were some of the very first people to be interviewed by police. Well, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, if the police are doing their jobs, you would think. Yeah, so they were brought in for questioning, and both of them had just explained, like, we went to call him, try and find him, but we just kind of assumed he went home. Like, yeah. Stuff like that. So, although both were originally cooperative, Clint hired a lawyer quickly and refused to take a polygraph test. Ooh! I mean, okay. <laughs> the police force? I get why you want a lawyer. Because yes. police force sucks. Yeah. But the refusal to take the polygraph is a little I mean, we talked about this in the last episode, too, how polygraphs yeah. aren't always accurate. And, like, I honestly don't know how comfortable I'd be taking a polygraph. I mean, fair. Because, like, it's decently easy to either, like, fail or pass, like, despite your innocence or guiltiness. Like, they're kind of shaky. And like, I mean, like, it's not entirely impossible for someone who's guilty to, like take the polygraph test as we saw like last episode mm -hmm. with chris watts he was like oh i'll take it so it's like i just think that it's a little interesting that he like was kind of uncooperative right away yeah like he wasn't like meredith was a little more cooperative because meredith <laughs> 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 meredith had already taken one and passed okay so she was like she's in the clear yeah for as far as we know because as we talked about last time the polygraph results aren't always reliable yeah but so, he has continually deflected any questions from police or media, because, like, this case has also been, like, decently circulated. It's not, like, a yeah. huge heard about case, but, like, people know about it. Like, um, I've definitely heard the name. Yeah. I just don't know the details. So, he's continually deflected any questions, saying in an email to reporters in 2009, 
any in all caps and all in all caps questions you have sh- have for me should be directed to my attorney Neil Rosenberg. Dang. So he's just like kind of sh- like silent about it. He's kind of like trying to separate himself from it. Yeah. Alex. And like they were roommates, they were friends, like you know, they went to a bar together. Like if you were like not friends with your roommate, you just kind of like be like I don't think I would do that if like yeah. I wasn't friends with my roommate or something. But like you can also be like not like best friends and then go to a bar together. You could be like, hey, like if you don't have anything to do at night, mm-hmm. you want to go to like exactly. a bar. Exactly. Like they were like, at yeah. least friendly. Yeah. They were, yeah. They were friends. So reportedly, Brian and Clint got into a fight at the bar, but we don't know how true this is. So like some yeah. people have said that, but also stuff like this can be- get blown like so out of proportion that it's just like. Well, because also I think I talked about it last time when it comes to domestic fights. Like fights can be different like levels according to someone's background. That's true. Like it. Having an argument being like, hey, dude, don't do that. And, like, like a fist fight it's is, is very it's different. It's very different, and people's definitions of fight are different. So, eh. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just, it just, it kind of depends. So, so, there's, like, no evidence thus far. It's, there's never any. Oh, my God. The, this is it. Are you kidding? That's it. Like, there's no... Like That didn't make a lot enough slap for my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she... <laughs> Threw her hand over her mouth, but it didn't make much sound. It, it didn't do but, like, it the there's no, no, my face hurts. Like, there's, like, like tiny little things here and there, but I'll explain But it's, in a like, second. they're kind of, like, insignificant in the long run. They're, like, it's not, there's no solid evidence anywhere. See, that's frustrating. Like, the last footage of him is, is it. like, where he was standing outside, like, on the entrance, talking to the two girls, goes back inside, nothing else ah i know like that's it i just hate that he disappeared I... from the ugly tuna saluna <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> oh god that's well, all i could think about because it's like how how does an entire human being just, just go like natalie holloway where's yeah. natalie holloway like it just poof. where's brian Schaefer? poof it's like you would think that there's a <sighs> Oh my god. There's there's something. But Well, cuz like I feel like it's almost more eerie when you don't know where they went and there's yeah. no trace. Like there are some cases where you're like technically they're missing, but you can gather what happened. Yeah. Or you have like Or they're like they're definitely at this point dead. Yeah. But like with Brian Schaefer, I think like it's safe to assume like when we talk about that Allie Holloway case, it's safe to assume that she's most likely dead. Well, it's also interesting, and I'll kind of get into why he may have been, like, a target or something. Like, Ooh. well, not, okay, not, like, <laughs> not, like, a mob type way. Like, I'll, I'll explain it. But, like, generally in disappearances, we see, like, young women. Yeah. Because, this like. This is a six foot two man. Yeah. This is, like, this, it doesn't happen very often where, like, college-aged men, like, just disappear. Yeah. So, like, because normally if you see in a disappearance of, like. It happens a lot, like, a young woman at a bar with her friends, and then they she just disappears. Yeah. You're, like, some guy, guy probably it, took like, her. fucking killed her. Like, something like that generally happens, but this is weird, because you don't, like... You don't that, immediately that, that's jump not, there. That's not seen very often. And well, not to say that every young woman who's ever disappeared from a bar was, like, Taken by killed. a man, no. No, but, like, that is generally something that happens way more often than, like... A whole six-two man, man, like, just Well, because gone. generally, I think looking at 
like female disappearances it's immediately like the conclusion that is jumped to and reached is that someone took her and yeah but with the guys it could like you obviously don't want to think that someone took them but you almost think that's maybe more of their own volition well because it's also harder to like abduct Take a, a man six two man like, and, like i'm telling rather- you now that if someone like came into our school and tried to abduct one of the like senior guys like it wouldn't it wouldn't go it wouldn't go well as, for them but like but like know, if they me, tried to, t- yeah, I'm like five one. <laughs> like <laughs> like would, there's not much of a you fight would be there. gone. <laughs> exactly. Like it's there's a difference between like, yeah, it's just interesting because you don't generally see that as often because That's like young women are normally the target. a lot more target like targeted for true crime or like ju- crime in general, not or in, like, like disappearances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, it's just interesting. We got off on like a huge tangent. There. <laughs> anyway, back to moving on. Back to Clint Florence. So. Brian's brother, Derek Schaefer, said in an interview that something seemed off with Clint, stating the way he talked about my brother after he went missing, kind of in a negative way. I wouldn't expect that from someone whose friend vanished. I agree. <laughs> it's so just a little interesting. Um, in 2009, Clint had continued to avoid investigation, at this point having refused at least two polygraph tests. Oh. So, like, he just keeps, like... He's like, nah. He's like, not happening. Like, he's just like, this is not going to happen i mean like after a certain point i mean i'm <sighs> sure you get tired of i mean you because like yeah. obviously we'll never understand that but like and i never just want the, to exactly like, but, like <laughs> just the fact that like even in the very beginning like early in the investigation he still didn't like say anything yeah it was just did he even give like any sort of his version of events i mean i believe he just kind of said the same thing as meredith where it's like we tried to call him and, like, search for him, but we assumed he went home. And then, like, that was kind of it. That's all he said. Okay. It, I mean, like, I in one way I get it, and in the other way, my brain kind of goes, hmm. Interesting. That's a little sketchy. A little... I forgot the word I was going to say. <laughs> and I'm doing a hand gesture. I don't, and I don't know what you you're thinking hear of that. either. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, so, um, here, without further ado, because... That's it. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> we're only at 22 minutes! I know. Well, here's now the theories. We're not done with the episode well, yet, guys. Yes, Don't worry, but, I know, but, but like, I'm that's, like, that's quick. I know. Because, oh my god, He's just... He gone. Like, like he, he... Yeah. Isn't he, that weird? Like, there's, like, so lack of anything. And it's not like he walked out onto the street and then never like, to be seen again. He walked into, into the, the bar. bar. Yeah, it was The Tuna Saluna! Well, because we... <laughs> so yeah it's just yeah it's it's odd it's it's just so and he's not like a petite man no like and he's easily identifiable yeah what well because like the first thing anyone ever asks is like is there any scars tattoos yeah marks that we can identify someone with like he had that he had like and he was like six two like he was a tall guy, you know, like... It's not like he could hide in a crowd of people and just shuffle away. Yeah, like he was... Like a little rat man. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry, that's like a kind of inside joke and a little bit. A little bit. Anyways. So yeah, here's, like, there's basically just three main theories that I'm gonna go over and one we kind of already talked about, which is that, like, Florence, or Clint Florence was somehow involved. Yes. Just that he was, like, acting a little interesting, um... And I feel like also people, like, when someone disappears and there are other people with them, Well, they, they always look to turn. someone to blame. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they don't want to believe that. It's just like, 
a lo- like someone's own volition. They don't want to exactly. be like... Because that's not entertaining enough for media, I feel. Yeah, it's like... It's like, it has to obviously that's what you want to hope. Some big grand murder mm-hmm. case. Like, it can't be like a... That's another reason. This is completely off topic. <laughs> but that's the other reason why media outlets name serial killers. Yeah. Because they're like, I want people to click on our article. Like, the Night Stalker sounds a lot more scary than Richard. Yeah. <laughs> it's And it's shitty because it's like, I know why they do it, but it's so, like, damaging. Yeah, exactly. To, because that just propels things. But yeah. Anyway, so my little tangent there. (laughs) So yeah, the main theory is that Brian left of his own accord, wanting to start his life over and just disappear off the map. Yeah. So his family insists that this is something he would not do. Well, because Um, also he he just started med school, did he? He was his second year of medical school. And he also, the thing that like drives this for me is like, he was planning to go on that trip with his girlfriend and he was supposedly planning to propose to her. Yeah. So why would, like, maybe he, like, freaked out and backed out, but, like, that same very night he called her to tell her that he loved her. Like, it's not like he had been distant in those couple, like, those couple weeks leading up to the trip. Then it makes it more plausible. Yeah, but, like, he was, like, he seemed relatively normal. Well, because also it's not like he all of a sudden had hit a ton of hardship in, like, these 12 hours. No, it was, like, all of a sudden. Like, it wasn't... And also, like, the fact that he's already in his second year of med school he's already put time into that yeah and he's planning a trip with his girlfriend where he knows that if he doesn't show up he'll be reported missing like that there was a structured thing that he was supposed to show up for a flight which is something that you don't like just just miss miss. like yeah yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense like if you theoretically if that this was the case and he wanted to disappear he wouldn't have planned the trip for the same time he wanted to disappear because then he would be reported missing, and it's more likely that he would be found. Exactly. So, I don't think that he left of his own volition, but... Yeah. Well, so here's some of the things. So, um, his cell phone and bank account were never accessed in the weeks following his disappearance, which can be a typical sign of running away or starting over. Like, people okay. who run away of their own accord, like, they'll not... They'll, like, try to, you know, access their cell phone or bank accounts just to get money out, and that would never happen for him. Um, and it's like he can't just run out with the stuff on his back and like yeah exactly like he went to a bar he wasn't like at home like packed up with a suit like yeah exactly so um his girlfriend said that she called him every single night since he disappeared which first of all is really sweet and sad that hurts me like she would just call his phone oh i know isn't that like poor baby i I couldn't imagine, because also the not knowing, there being, like, literally no evidence. Exactly. Like, oh. Well, because you don't know what happened, exactly. So, yeah, she said he, she would call him every single night since he disappeared, and it would always go just straight to voicemail. Like, she'd call, and then just, like, you know, just... your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging. Um, so, however, one night, it rang three times. <gasps> like, it always just straight went to voicemail, and then it just rang three times. That, okay. She that said must it, have been freaky. She, she said, quote, it scared the shit out of me. Which, well, yeah. Fair. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, is it a ghost? Oh, like, yeah. oh, fucking shit. Anyway. <laughs> like, I'd be terrified. I would so, authorities said this was most likely a glitch. Like, his, like, it just happened to do that. So, this ping on his phone allegedly came from a nearby cell tower in Columbus, which was approximately 14 miles from where Brian disappeared. Okay. So, like, I don't know if they, like, searched that area or something, but I feel like they should have. They definitely should have. 
Like, because like, if his phone's there or something, like, well, go because also if look, like, <laughs> if he was taken by someone for like malicious intent and they had dumped his cell phone so he couldn't be found. Exactly. If you get that location, it could lead you to other things that that person dumped, which like could give you more of an idea of what happened. Well, because, like, if the voice, it's straight going to voicemail suggests that the phone was completely shut all the way off. Like, And then if it, like, just rang, like, why was it on? Yeah. But, again, they also were like, maybe it's a glitch, so it just depends. I feel so bad for her, though, because, like, I couldn't imagine, like, first of all, having your boyfriend just disappear and wondering, like... Well, a boyfriend that you were pretty serious with, if he was literally planning to propose to you, like... Someone that you really love, like... Well, because, like, I couldn't imagine, because she either thinks, one, something horrible happened to him, or two, he's, like, run away from her, and now she's heartbroken, and she doesn't know what happened. Exactly. And then, like, calling him every night, and kind of going through that process of grief, but then all of a sudden, maybe having a moment of hope, because it rang three times. Well, because, like, there was, throughout this whole case, there's never been, like, a glimmer where, like... Ryan's family was like, maybe he is still alive or something. It's just or, like, like maybe we don't know where he is. It's just like, what happened? Exactly. Yeah. I so, feel yeah. so bad. So yeah, they said this like, it was a glitch, but you know, I just think it's interesting. So Clint Florence's lawyer, going back to him, Neil Rosenberg, stated on September 22nd, 2008, in an email to a detective, he later denied, quote, if Brian is alive, which what what which is what I'm led to believe after speaking with the detective involved then it is Brian and not Clint who is causing his family pain and hardship. Brian should come forward and end this. Okay. So he's basically just like, um, it's his fault. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, a little shitty. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, I didn't say that, guys. Like, no. Like, you definitely <laughs> you did. You definitely did. Like, please stop being an asshole. <laughs> so, yeah. And then this, I don't know what to think of. Yeah. So, well, this next thing. In 2008, Brian's father passed away. And on his online obituary, a comment was posted reading, quote, Dad, I love you. Love, Brian. In parentheses, U.S. Virgin Islands. What? Okay, so they said that it was probably some person just, like, playing a prank, which is fucked up. I was just like, about to go off on like, this. Like, I was about to say, if that's not Brian, so I'm gonna harmful. fuck someone up. That's so... Like, why would you do that? If you... Like, that's just cruel. Like, No. I'm sorry, but if any of you listening have ever thought about doing something as like, fucking shitty as that... I'm sure never of you, none of you ever none would. Of, no, I'm sure no. I love all of you. But if you have, <laughs> fuck off. Like, that's like, such a shitty thing to do. Because, like, what that's the just... fuck? Like, it had been, like, two years, but they're still, like, their son is gone. Like, or, well, technically neither of his parents were alive at that point, but, like, their family member was gone. Like... Yeah. Someone that they all loved and cared about was gone, and, like, you, pre- like, pretending to be him is absolutely ridiculous. Well, because it's, like, I just not, like, that family has been grieving. Exactly, for And you're years. taking advantage of it for laughs? Like, exactly. No. So, it could have been someone who's playing a prank, but also if it was, like, a real, like, really was Brian, interesting. If it, and it really would, was Brian... It would make sense from that point because his father had died. Yeah. Like, if, if any event where he was going to somehow communicate with his family, that would make the most sense to me. Um, but, like, logically... It's probably it's not. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm like, for his family's sake, I really hope it is. Yeah. But... 
In 2020, there was a supposedly credible signing of Brian, which got quite a bit of traction, and, like, a lot of people were like, this is it. That's probably where I heard his name. Um, Where facial recognition recognition examined the face of a homeless man that was living in Mexico that everyone was like, that looks exactly like him. Hold on, now I need to look up a photo of Brian. No, 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 wait, hold on. I'll show you, I'll show you later. Don't do it yet. So, You um, made me so sad. However, this was concluded to not be Brian. Yeah. So, our second thing that I was kind of like, this is how he could be intertwined and confused and, like, how he could have been maybe a target is that he is... I'm going to start that sentence over. One of the theories is that he is a victim of the smiley face killer. (gasps) I was about to bring that- I almost brought that up when we were talking about men going missing earlier. I almost brought that up. Nope. Oh my god! (laughs) That's where I heard his name! Oh my god! I (laughs) I made the connection, guys! It's okay. (laughs) No, because I listened to Morbid's episode on that. Well, cause this okay. So if I you, thought about covering that case, <laughs> the smiley face killer or Brian Shaver, smiley face killer, okay. which so, would have been really funny. The smiley face killer or killers is yeah. a like ser- a, <laughs> a series of killings accredit like accredited to, to the smiley face killer, killer slash killers. killers. Um, and it's. And it's about, like, 40-plus killings. However, they've never been technically related, despite, like, they're just, like, very similar. Like, it, it makes, like, I almost want to they're do not, an entire like, episode They're not on forensically it. connected, but all of them look very similar. Yeah. So, yeah. So, D- don't- the smiley face killer- <laughs> Oh, I know you're about to- I need to get through this first. <laughs> okay. So, the smiley face killer, or killers, supposedly kills college-age young men who often wander away from bars and drown. So, like- they, that's kind of, like, the Their only, MO. the only case that I've really seen where, like, men like that are targeted is the smiley, the smiley face, face killers. So it's, like, when you, when we were talking again about the men going missing being unlikely, I almost brought it up and then I didn't. Yep. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, um, the mark of a smiley face killing is a spray-painted smiley face near the body of the victim. Yes. However, these victims are often found in, like, um, like, random creeks where, like, graffiti is there anyway, so it could have just been a random smiley face from something else, and it's not, like, all of the killings, and it's just, that's, like, the only link that they found, but they've never found any sus- like, it's- It's still It's really, really more weird. of an urban myth than anything else. Yeah. Because, like, but that's the only it's thing like, where I've ever seen men like that be, co- like, targeted and then killed in the exact same way, because they wander away yeah. from bars and drown. I- the thing with the smiley face killings is, like, I- I'm really tempted to do an entire episode on it, but I'm not we, sure if I we will. We might later. We might later. Yeah. I have a few cases lined up that I need to do first. But the thing with them is, is that, like, literally none of the cases that are accredited to, accredited to them are solved. Yeah. So it's like, we have no suspects, like, no nothing. It's we just unsolved, like, a huge string of unsolved murders that, and like, it's like never been forensically connected, because it's everywhere like it's Mm -hmm. all over the united states but like it's never been like hey this guy was in the area at all the times of these killings or like you know it's never been like hey these two guys were friends and that's what leads people to believe that maybe it's killers versus one singular is that people are like well maybe it's like a gang of people who like are spread out across the u.s but it's like it's never been proven and it's just kind of like it's a really interesting it's, it's case just that interesting. I could really talk about for so long because yeah. some of these guys who have gone missing 
Like, they're exactly like Brian, Brian Schaefer. Schaefer. Exactly. Like, exactly. that's why I was, you were like, I might have gotten mixed up with any, like, someone else. Because a lot of these men are, like, grouped together that I honestly get them mixed up. Yeah. Which we shouldn't do because, like, these victims deserve to be their own, like, cases and pers- people besides, like, this The case. smiley face. But it's, and it's just yeah. interesting because they are all so similar. similar. Yeah. Like, I think the one that I got Brian mixed up with was this guy who, like, his girlfriend was driving around looking for him in, like, um a parking lot after a sporting event. Yeah. And she got to where he was, and his phone was there, but he was gone. Exactly. So it's always, like, bars or, like, public places yeah. that he, like, like a college-age man disappears from and then drowns. So... This theory's plausible to me, but yes. because the smiley face killings have never been, like, forensically proven, it's, like, it's well, not also, really... like, he is a college-age man, he disappeared from the bar, but his, ne- his body's never been found. Which is different. Which, because, like, yeah, so... Because the smiley face killings generally... It's, like, a, kind of about the bodies. Yeah. So, um, Brian's father went to his psychic, hoping to gain knowledge about his son's whereabouts. Ooh, and, okay. Because, I mean, he was desperate I mean, at this point. Yes. And, like, I understand. I have so thoughts on psychics the, that I will share. Yeah, okay. So, the psychic told him that Brian had drowned and his body was underwater. <gasps> so, hold on. So, his dad almost drowned himself while trying to find out, like find his son like during an, like a search oh. and i was like that's so sad i was like that just made me upset me so sad because he was just like looking for his son you know and it's like he was just he wanted to find him and he was like yeah himself in danger which was really sad that's really depressing so Actually. yeah share your thoughts on psychics okay. See, i'm wondering if our opinions are similar or different i think that psychics in some cases can be helpful it looks like we're about to agree <laughs> yes i think that they can be helpful but, but in other cases i think that psychics can take advantage of grieving families and they can lead a case in the wrong direction yes i think they can influence investigations pretty easily and, and it's like, like not necessarily fair to the families exactly. and the investigators so yeah it's well because also like in a case like this um because, like, I don't know how much credit I actually give the psychic, because, like, obviously the smiley face killings are largely, like, covered. And, like, the psychic could have known something about this case exactly. before. Yeah. And so just it, looking psychics at Psychics are always risky business, because yeah. it's, like, sometimes they can be weirdly right. Like, in Natalie Wood, I don't know if ever if yeah. any of you guys have ever heard of this the first, case. That's what she... got us into true crime, everyone. <laughs> yeah. She drowned in, um... I believe it was, like, a lake, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, a huge lake. And ever, like, from a very young age, a psychic told her mom, like, keep her away from dark water. She will drown in dark water. And she did. And, like, so her, she, like, had a huge fear of water because of the psychic and then, like, you know. It was off the back of the boat. Exactly. Yep. So it's, like, sometimes they can be weirdly right and then, like. Other times they it's, can be. It's just, it's iffy. I don't know how much. Like, I believe this, like, because, like, because the smiley face killings are, like, covered and, like, are a largely popular urban myth, I think that the psychic could have seen that, could have drawn the conclusion, could have been like, oh, I'm gonna get some profit off of this. Exactly. And then, like, there's, took advantage there's of always, family. like, human error as well, so. Exactly. But yeah, that's it. Oh my god. Like, there's so little on this, like, it's so fascinating to me, but it's, there's, like, Nothing. Nothing. No, um, because I, like, so, we hit where you were like, okay, now we're getting into theories. And I was like, this is gonna be 
rather sure. short. It, yeah. I kind of realized this in the middle of recording. I was like, ooh. So ooh. the last thing that kind it's of fine. is, we like... It's fine. We got off on tangents. Work. It's okay. So the kind of... <laughs> the last thing that's, like, happened recently is they released in 2021 an age progress photo of Brian because he would be 42 now. So I'm gonna... Oh. I'm gonna put... We're gonna post pictures of him at the time of his disappearance and the age progress photo on our Instagram. So go check those out. Um, but I'll show Delaney. So this is what he looked like when he disappeared. Okay. Like, a good-looking guy. Pretty tall. Like, Again, it's, like, generally typical college-age dude. Um, where is the photo? <laughs> You're struggling very hard right oh, now. Oh, and oh, then this is. is the age progress photo. He would be 42. Okay. So, so, he has generally, like, distinguishable features, but, like, also fairly common. But, yeah, so he was last seen wearing look at jeans, a man. blue or green striped shirt, and tennis shoes. He's six feet two. 6'2", about 170 pounds with brown hair and hazel eyes. Um, so yeah, they released a age progress photo of him just hoping to find him now because kind of the hope still is, like, that he is alive. Is this the homeless man they were talking about? Uh, it might have been, yeah. I mean, okay, I see, I see the resemblance... So yeah, we'll post we'll post pictures of all this stuff on our Instagram. But I just think this case is so interesting because there literally is like absolutely nothing. Oh, him and his girlfriend were they're, really they're cute. so cute, weren't oh. they? Him, yeah, his girlfriend's name is Alexis, and they were so cute, and I just feel so awful. I think that it makes me so upset that there isn't more to go on. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like when you talk about disappearance cases. It, Kate, <laughs> try again. <laughs> cases, they're always like I feel harder, but in some cases, I think we were talking about it with Elisa Lamb too. Yeah. Like when you know kind of like an idea of what happened, it almost gives you more le- resolution. But with something well, like, like this, things you can like follow a story with, and like this is just like he just left. Like there's like there's no there's nothing there's no there's no nothing like it's just and it's not like it's been like. Only a year or so. Exactly. It's been... It's been... Since 2006, it's been 15 years. Oh my god. <laughs> so, it's it's just... I forgot my own age. <laughs> I know. So, it's just... It's crazy. And, well... Yeah, it's been exact... It's, it's been almost exactly 15 years. Because by the time we... Today, it's April 7th, and he disappeared on April 1st. Oh my god. So... That's insane. We'll be releasing it on, like... 15 and one week anniversary of his disappearance. That is crazy. Yeah. I think that it's really good that we're covering this case, like, as its own entity, though, despite its ties to yeah, Smiley Face. Well, because he deserves, like, he all deserves of the Smiley Face, or, quote, maybe Smiley Face victims mm-hmm. deserve their own recognition and not connection to the case. Like, because the case itself is really interesting, and I think if we do do a case on it, it won't be, like, It'll be about almost the, the myth of itself yeah. rather than, like, the victims. And we can do specific cases on the victims. I think that, different. like, a lot of times, I think this actually connects back to a tangent I didn't think was going to tie in. Okay, go ahead. But, like, when serial killers and stuff get names in the media, victims are so often overlooked. Exactly. And just, like, forgotten. Mm-hmm. And it's really upsetting because, like, you can talk to someone about true crime and they'll be like, oh, yeah, Ted Bundy. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> the Night Stalker. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's... But you talk to someone about true crime, and you're like, oh, have you heard of the case of da-da-da-da-da-da-da? And they're like, who? Who? <laughs> and you're like, um... 
one of Ted Bundy's victims. And, and they're, they're like, like, oh, Ted Bundy. He was cool. And I was like, no. It's like, literally, <laughs> stop. Like, Ted Shut Bundy up. did a lot of stuff. And I was like, okay. I think that um, when you give, like, when you largely focus on the crime itself and not the people that it happened to, things can get, like, very easily lost. Yeah. And I think that it's really important to recognize victims, and I think that's why a lot of our cases aren't named after the killers themselves. Yeah. So, I just, uh, that's why I wanted to cover this case, um, <laughs> because my mom said Tuna Saluna, she thought it was funny, <laughs> and then also because, like, victims it's who are connected to other, like, basically myths like that are yeah. deserve to be more, like, immortalized than their killers yeah, or ex- potential killers or, you know, like, the theories connected to them. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So that one was rather short. It um, was rapid. Yeah, but I was, there's I don't know why again, I used there that wasn't word. like there's really not a ton. Like it's not like we don't know what happened during the night. It's just like It's just like he's gone. There's no evidence after that. Like we know we know the timeline of up until the disappearance, then after that it's just And it's out the like window. it's not like we could even talk about any like remnants of a drink found or like Nope. It's, it's just, just It's just gone. Yeah. And it's not even like Elisa Lamb where we could talk for so long like, about the theories and it's just yeah. kind of like too basic like he did like he went on himself or like or connection like, to the smiley face killings or one of his friends did something yeah and maybe. like that's maybe and that's very vague like it's just it's so it's like it's not like a detailed theory that you could be like this is what supports it and this is what doesn't exactly it's just, it's like, just like this he is... hired a lawyer and didn't pick, take a polygraph test lol what else like it's like nothing. this is kind of maybe what could have happened and like that's it yeah exactly so, but yeah, rather short, but I think important. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. Um, we'll be back at some point with a new episode. It'll be one of Delaney's cases. Yeah. But yeah, go follow us on Instagram. Still haven't decided Give which us- case I'm going to do. I might post a poll because <laughs> I'm yeah. indecisive. Give us schedule suggestions. Go follow us on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's yeah. it. All right. Thank, thank you guys, you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.